You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. We have Christy Bartelt with us on the pod today and you, my friend, are in for a treat and you're going to want to stick around right until the end of this episode because she is doing this amazing five-minute hypnosis session with us and you're going to get a taste of what it feels like to be hypnotized and how good it feels and how peaceful and calming and relaxing it is and you're totally going to want to enjoy that. So Christy Bartelt is a rapid transformational therapist. She's somebody I've worked with in the past who have done RTT with. She was on the show once before with also Anna Salazar, who does Theta Healing. I will link that episode in the show notes for you guys for you to enjoy and reference if you want to learn more about RTT and hypnosis and what that's all about. But she's back. And this time we're talking about shame, shadow, the inner child, and navigating our subconscious mind and clearing our subconscious blocks. I love this episode. Christy is a wealth of knowledge and she's so articulate and clear because this stuff is kind of complex and she breaks down in a super simple way. So I have a feeling you're going to be obsessed with this episode. Plus, if you're navigating a phase of transition, if you feel like you're in a phase where there's a lot of like blocks or resistance or stuff coming up for you or tests from the universe or sort of a more challenging, difficult time, and maybe you've been on the verge of an up level or you know an up level is coming or you've been preparing for 2020 and big things, I feel like this episode is going to really hit home for you in order for you to do the the personal development work and the subconscious work in order to navigate that transition. And um, that's what that's what working on in our sessions together right now with me and Christy. She is literally the person I recommend all the time for anybody who's looking to clear subconscious blocks or do hypnosis or work on their issues in a deeper, quicker way. I love Christy. If you have always kind of considered working through some of your blocks or you feel like it's intuitively time to let some things go in your life and you want to transition or you want to work on that next level of yours and you know you've got some stuff hanging out in the way holding you back, I would 100% recommend working with her. She's incredible. So who is Christy Bartelt? She is a qualified hypnotherapist, rapid transformational therapist trained by Marissa Peer and intuition coach. P.S. She also trains on behalf of Marissa Pure, teaching other people RTT, which is pretty sweet. She guides women to freedom by releasing self-limiting beliefs and outdated emotional baggage. I mean, like, can I get an amen? Hello. Everybody wants to get rid of their emotional baggage. (laughs) Teaching all her clients that the answers to everything they need is already inside themselves, patiently waiting to be discovered. She's also the co-host of the Whole Point Podcast, where she discusses healing ourselves so we can see the gifts in the mess and the joys of life. You can find her at christybartelt.com and her two fave social media platforms are Facebook and Instagram. So I also want to take a second to read the review of the week. And this one is a five-star review from at Sunday paper and Jenna. So she writes five stars, love the Kelly track show. Kelly's podcast is simply a joy, a hundred percent alignment time for me. As someone just starting out their business, I've loved hearing the advice and actionable strategies she shares to help master your mindset. Kelly shares these tips from a very personal place, which is super fun to hear. 
And yet her maturity and professionalism makes the advice incredibly trustworthy. Highly recommend. Thank you, Jenna. I also love you very much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing this, this in and sharing your kind words with us. If you, my friend, want to be the review of the week next week, all you got to do is submit a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, and I will give you a shout out here on the show next week. If you love listening to the show and you've never taken a a second to uh, submit a little rating and review, please do that. I would love that. I so appreciate that. And when I pitch really cool, big guests to come on the show, having good reviews always helps because then they're like, um, yeah, I want to come on the Kelly track show versus like, uh, no, thank you. But it's usually always a yes. Thanks to you. Now, last but not least, support for this episode today comes from my friends at Podigy. So Podigy is a company that edits podcasts. They edit the Kelly Track Show, and I'm so forever grateful for them. If you have a podcast and you want somebody to do all of the editing and audio engineering for you, even the show notes and uploading and syndication, or heck, even start your podcast from scratch and get everything set up, Podigy is the company for you. I love working with them. They're also based in Canada, which I love. I also feel like people in Canada are like the nicest people of all. I know that's a stereotype, but it's also true. (laughs) So I have so enjoyed working with Riley and Dan. They take such amazing care of the Kelly Track Show. They edit it in such an amazing way. And if you have a podcast and you're ready to outsource that backend engineering of audio and work, or you have a podcast you want to get started, I would 100% encourage you to go check out Podigy. And when you let them know that the Kelly Track Show sent you, you can get your first month of editing 50% off, which is pretty sweet. Plus support for today's episode also comes from my friends at Bench Accounting. So if you have a small business and you want an online digital virtual bookkeeper, Bench would be the platform for you. This is another Canadian company and they make your bookkeeping a total breeze. All you got to do is sync your bank accounts, sync your credit cards, and they take care of the rest. And every single month, they're going to give you beautiful spreadsheets and a beautiful platform that showcases exactly what's going on in your business all the time. So you never have to track anything yourself or do it by hand. This can save you so many hours of work. I know in when I just started my business, I was doing my own bookkeeping and I sucked at it and I wasn't very good at it <laughs> and I made errors. Let a pro do it for you. And the software is honestly as gorgeous and as intuitive as Airbnb. It's so simple. And at the end of the year, they make a document, you give it to your accountant and they can submit your taxes. So it's such an amazing way to outsource your bookkeeping and it's pretty cheap given how exceptional the service is. Because you are a listener of the show, you get a special discount so you can get one month free of bookkeeping plus 20% off your first six months, which is a really sweet deal you won't find anywhere else when you use the link in the show notes to sign up. It's a special offer for you guys. P.S. You can find all of my discount links for you guys at kellytrack.com slash podcast. They're all there for you. All right, peeps, that's everything. And let's go to the show. Well, welcome back to the show, Christy. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, I'm so excited to be back, Kelly. I love coming on your podcast. Oh, well, thank you. You're a great guest. I feel like we could talk about like a million things and all the things and all the rabbit holes. So I'm so excited to have you back. I agree 100%. We could <laughs> we could definitely rabbit trail all over the place, but we'll keep it on track today. <laughs> totally, totally. So before we dive in, I want to talk to you about some just some little rapid fire. We had you on the show before. I will have that episode linked in the show notes for when you came on with Anna Salazar to talk about RTT um, and when she's talking about theta healing and clearing our subconscious blocks. But for a little rapid fire round for the listeners to get to know you better, um, I have some questions to ask you. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, cool. Coffee or tea? Tea all the way. Really? Oh my God. I thought you were going to say coffee. 
I can't, I don't drink. I love how coffee smells. I cannot drink it. I am like, um, like a Tasmanian devil on coffee. It's just too much energy. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. So what kind of tea is your favorite? Well, I kind of rotate. I'm in a spearmint tea Mm. phase, which I love, but I, when I do sessions and work with clients, I'm always using uh, throat coat, which is by traditional medicinals. Yeah. I love it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. This is a funny, really tangent thing, but the traditional medicinals, um, when I just started dating Chris in the early days, I wanted to get a tea and I like read them way too fast and I went and got smooth move Oh, (laughs) and I brought it back to his house and he's like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it just sounded really good. And then I actually read it and it was about like constipation and like smooth move. And it was one of like the first times it was one of the er when we were early dating. And it was like one of the early, like, I don't know, probably like the first five times I had slept over at his house and he's probably thinking, that's amazing. (laughs) So yeah, now I, now I like have a little like laugh every time I see the smooth move, uh, in the, in the store shelves, but yeah. Oh, I'm going to think of you every time I see it. (laughs) What's your favorite quote? Well, uh, that kind of changes. But right now, um, I have a particular quote attached to my email response. And it's from Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Promise me you'll always remember you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think, which is exactly what I do with RTT. And it is it feels deeply in my soul, like everyone needs to hear it every day. Because Winnie the Pooh is wise. Yeah, I love that one. That one is so good. And I enjoy seeing it in your email signature. It's like a little, it's kind of like a little cherry on top of the ice cream. It's like, oh yeah, I am smarter than I think. And I'm better than like whatever my ego is saying to me right now. (laughs) Right. It's like all the affirmations wrapped into one little quote. Totally, totally. So what's something that you're totally obsessed with right now? funny thing. I'm totally obsessed with this dairy-free ice cream, (laughs) salted caramel cluster, and it's made with cashew milk. Oh, yum. And when we, right before we started recording, I said, Hey, I have to run down for a second because I hadn't had a little bit before we started eating and I still had it out and I didn't want it to melt while we were recording. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Oh, I bet that's so delicious. Anything like cashew based is amazing. Agree. So much better than coconut milk based, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. It's just a little extra creamier. And what is your human design? I already know, but for the listeners at home. Oh, I love human design. I'm a three, five generator. Yeah. And I'm married. Yeah. I'm married to a three, five manifester and I'm raising two, five, one projectors. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Um, yeah. Cause I'm also a three, five generator. I learned that about you when we were, when we hung out last, when you were in Vancouver. Yeah. Such an interesting profile. <laughs> we're just amazing is what we are. We are. We are. <laughs> when I read it, I was like, Oh, this explains so much. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Totally. And what's your sun sign, your moon sign and your rising? So it's funny that you asked this question because I was raised by someone who's so into astrology and I rejected it, rejected, rejected it until I was older. And now now I'm into human design. But I so I have these answers because I have my own natal chart. I am an Aquarius sun. I have a Pisces moon and a Libra rising. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That's just another overlap ish that we have because I have Libra rising. I've got Aquarius moon. Oh, that's really interesting. So yeah, I find that with people I really connect with, we have very similar human designs and similar kind of sun, moon rising. Same thing with Christy Vale. Um, She's got a similar chart to mine. Not not like the exact same, but like similar thingies, which I find just so interesting because it's like I hit it off with people and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like 
I know this person so well and they know me and like we are like truly soulfully connected. And then we learn about human design and all the astrology stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, we have so much in common. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely all energetic. I, I think that's why we write, you know, you meet somebody and you're like, I feel like I've known yeah. you forever. I think it's this exact thing you're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are you a salty person or a sweet person? Well, as evidenced by my ice cream choice, I'm both salted caramel <laughs> clusters. So I actually like them together. Ooh, nice. And what's your favorite book? So this is going to sound so dorky, but in the best way possible, Harry Potter. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's just a great classic. And then what's something neat that you're learning about right now? Could be something fun or something really woo-woo or even something practical. Well, I feel like I'm always learning something. It's part of who I am in my human design chart and who I am as a human. But the thing that I'm most into right now is a new protocol that I've been practicing with clients, which is called emotional resolution. And it's this simple way of getting in touch with emotions in the body to let them basically complete so they don't keep getting triggered. Mm -hmm. And we're going to chat a little bit about that today. So yeah, that's so cool that you brought that up. And the last one is, what's your favorite way to spend a Sunday? There's so many things, but I actually really have always loved to just walk. And so when I picture a perfect Sunday afternoon, it's sunny and I'm walking, whether that's just in my neighborhood or on a trail, it could be anything, but just that, that motion. I love that. Yeah, me too. The walking is so therapeutic and calming and like grounding and out in nature is just amazing. So yeah, I love that. I love that. We should walk together. We should. I wish we lived closer. I'd be so fun. Well, you're always welcome to visit me, but I would love to come back to Vancouver. We can just walk all over that city. <laughs> totally, totally. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, deep diving into the subconscious mind and shame, shadow, inner child, which is such an interesting space that I've been like learning about and exploring probably for the last, you know, two-ish years. And the more I learn, the more I'm like, oh my God, this is really like the heart and soul of, in my opinion, like what really needs to get worked on, um, especially in terms of like limiting beliefs and blocks and just mindset stuff and patterns we've been holding on to. So for a full deep dive, I'm going to have listeners reference the past show you did, but for like a quick little you know, tiny intro. Can you share a little bit about how the subconscious mind works and kind of how it starts to pick up programming and stories? Yes. So briefly, I think something that is really easy to understand about the subconscious mind is when you think about a computer, the subconscious mind is the actual software that's running everything behind the scenes. So if you had a laptop that didn't have any software, it would have all the hardware. You have your keyboard and all of these things, but it wouldn't work because it wouldn't know what to do. So your subconscious mind and how it gets programmed is this way. It's the software that performs all the behind the scenes kind of connections that you make. And when you're a little kid, when you're first born up until about the age of seven, you are literally just soaking in all of the ways the world works, how you fit into the dynamic of your family and your community just by taking in how people around you act. So you're, you're, literally just a sponge. Your subconscious is soaking up all of those things so that you know how to be in this world. So everybody that comes from a different family kind of has a different subconscious programming that they're raised with. And then eventually after about the age of seven, this starts to transition into more of a habitual programming. So your subconscious mind then begins picking up patterns just based on things that are like habits of action, things that you see or do over and over again. But you do have more of a logical, like adult mind that starts to get in on the action where it can start 
making decisions about what you do and don't want to be programmed by, what you're rejecting or rebelling against versus just letting in unconsciously. So that's kind of a brief understanding, but it is literally the program that your mind works with in order to basically let you be in the world because your conscious mind can only handle a few bits of data at any time, but we're getting like so much data from everything around us. So your subconscious mind through this programming that it picks up is able to execute tasks quickly. Like, Hey, there's a bear run away or I'm driving in the car, hit the brake. You know, these kind of things are things that get stored in the subconscious after they've come through your conscious framework of living. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then for regarding hypnosis, how can, you know, entering that kind of more calmer, quieter state really allow us to reveal those hidden subconscious thoughts? Because a lot of what's hanging out down there, we don't know from like a conscious state. Yeah. And that's the subconscious is designed that way, because if you had to think about and retrieve all of that information in order to live your life, it would just take you too long to make decisions, move your arm, you know, adjust to whatever. So that what hypnosis does is it's basically I mean, you could even think of it as like a hack. It's a relaxation of your nervous system to allow that internal connection to your subconscious mind to allow information to come forward without your conscious mind kind of trying to intellectualize everything as it does. Yeah. And that's so interesting that you, cause I, I never think about it like this, that you, you know, you say like the, the conscious mind can only take so much at once and so much is getting stored in the subconscious to do stuff automatically, to just make those automatic decisions, you know, put the brakes on, stop at the red light, you know, move your arm, like sc scratch your head. It's just, it's so clear from like a physical standpoint of how we operate our day to day that I can only believe the amount of stuff that would be emotional and thoughts, beliefs, and those kinds of patterns. So yeah, I just, I'm so fascinated by this work. And then can we talk a little bit about RTT, which is what you specialize in and what you've been trained in. And you are a, a teacher and a facilitator for the originator, the founder, uh, Marissa Peer, which is really cool. Yeah, it is. So that's like one of my greatest joys is to teach new um, students of RTT, kind of how to use the process. But so it stands for Rapid Transformational Therapy. And Marissa Peer is really a pioneer in what she's done. She's really taken kind of a broad base of knowledge that she studied over the years. And she's distilled, distilled it down into a method that takes you from, you know, beginning to end in a short amount of time. So you're not constantly... It's just like taking a bunch of modalities, really, and taking their essence, the part that's most critical, and forming it into a two to three hour protocol to use with clients to take them from where they start to where they end rapidly releasing old beliefs, identifying these subconscious patterns that aren't helping them anymore, and also doing inner child work in the process, letting go of shadow letting, you know, identifying shadow, where does it even exist in you and allowing your more adult mind to kind of get a perspective and a view on some of these things that you picked up with your child's mind at like five or three or even in utero. So RTT itself is hypnosis, but that's not the only thing it is. It uses hypnosis to access belief patterns. And then there's like seven or eight other techniques that we employ to release them and begin that brain rewiring process all during the session. And we did one RTT session before and we have another one coming up, which I'm really excited before. And it's just so interesting. What I love most about it is that you, you see your beliefs that are in your subconscious mind and then you like assess them from your adult mind's perspective to understand why they are the way they are. And that piece alone was so eye-opening last, last time. So I was like, oh, 
this is why I do this. Like I, I get it, which is one of the things I love about RTT. Yeah. It leaves you with an understanding because understanding is power. That's where the power to change comes from. Totally. Totally. And you're also learning about emotional resolution, which is really cool. Can you share a little bit more about how that works and what that is? Yeah. So RTT is phenomenal, but there's this idea of in the moment your body's processing emotions. And and I even got interested in this because I have younger children and it's, it's a compelling part of the motherhood journey to help other, your children understand how to process and feel their feelings so they don't get trapped, especially when you understand how this all works. So when I came across emotional resolution and the idea that from a current day situation perspective, you can access like the actual somatic feelings in your body to let emotions just naturally process through. I was hooked. I'm like, I need to know more about this. And it's really cool because it's so elegant and simple. And when I started learning the process of emotional resolution, I can see how and where we do that in different ways in RTT and also how to use emotional resolution as a coaching tool along those, you know, as my clients are kind of completing their 28 day journey, or if they're doing, you know, a couple of sessions in a row on the same subject, this emotional resolution is almost like a little fine tuning skill to teach their body how to continue to feel their feelings until they don't need to be felt anymore. So they can, so they stop trapping them inside basically. Yeah. And I love the session we did together on the emotional resolution. It was so powerful. And I love what you said. It was elegant. Like, I feel like RTT is really, it's like that elegant, simple solution. And emotional resolution is so similar to that, which I feel like is so much a part of like what you love to do, Christy, is like, what is the most, you know, simple, effective, elegant solution that like really works and is in a shorter amount of time versus drawing it out. And I know, I think there's... I think you had said it before, or Marissa Pure maybe talks about it, but like one RTT session is kind of equivalent to like 10 sessions of talk therapy. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, it could be even more depending on the therapist and what you're, what you're trying to accomplish with it. But what you're saying and kind of the way you're describing it, that elegance of like getting there and, and letting go and using less force or energy or time, that's actually what your subconscious is trying to do anyway, right? This programming is to save you energy. So when you're working within that same knowledge base, that anything you do should be stripped bare to its simplest, most effective terms in order to do it. You're basically speaking the same language of, you know, why we have a subconscious mind anyway. So that's where you can continue to be like, okay, how do I simplify this? How do I simplify this? Which is what is so phenomenal about Marissa and what she's put together is like, hey, this works and this works and this works. We don't have to do an hour of this and then an hour of that. We take a little dash of this, a little dash of that. It's like a really good cookie recipe or something that afterwards you're like, oh, that little bit of salt just really made the whole flavor come together. It's the same idea. Yeah, totally. Totally. I agree. So I loved, I'd love to chat a little bit more about shadow now and kind of talking about shadow, shame, inner child wounds, and how like a lot of this stuff ends up manifesting in the subconscious mind. And so for the listener who's kind of new to shadow or like kind of the shadow work concept, can you share a little bit about what your definition is of this? Yeah. When I think about shadow, 
somebody's shadow or having owning my own shadow and what it is, it's the part of yourself, the part of your authentic self, your whole self that you've basically locked up because at some point your subconscious mind has gotten the idea that this part of you would cause you to be uh, rejected by your family, you know, expelled from the, your community, lose love and affection, all these things that are primal needs as a human. Your subconscious gets this idea that this certain part of you is going to stop you from being a part, getting love and affection basically, and having, you know, all of your needs met. So your subconscious mind is like, well, we know what to do with that. We're going to suppress it. We're going to turn it away, put it back. And that's your shadow. Those are the parts of yourself that you've basically rejected in yourself because of programming from the people around you, events you've experienced and reactions you've gotten from other people during those events. Yeah, the shadow work is so fascinating because it was, it's been a new concept to me. You know, I've kind of learned about it in the last couple of years and it is so true. It's like the, the parts of ourself that we are ashamed of and we hide, like it's, I think I referenced in your best life, sort of like the masks that we wear kind of in public, like our public persona versus kind of our natural self. And it's definitely like, you know, when you're out in public, there's like parts of you, or if you're on a first date or you're meeting somebody or you're in a job interview, like there's parts of you that you would never, you know, share or express, or you wouldn't want people to know about. And that understanding that shadow and owning it is such a powerful piece of the, just the kind of road home to sort of self-acceptance and, and finding your authentic self. And I liked your definition of shadow and yeah, exactly. Like the shadow in the light too, you know, just having that visual is, is so clear. So a lot of us have shadow around, you know, desire, anger, envy, not being good enough, a need to control, selfishness, anxiety, or perfectionism, or like any other kind of fill in the blank thing that we experience sort of this like shame and embarrassment around. So how can we come back to a more accepting and grounded state through like hypnosis and RTT to kind of sort of like reintegrate these parts of ourselves that we try to hide? Yeah, well, once you understand that your shadow becomes your shadow because it's trying to protect you in some way, the reason you've put that thing in your shadow is because of protection. When you know that, I like to make sure people understand that it's not trying to hurt you. Your, your subconscious mind is never trying to hurt you. These protection mechanisms were only ever trying to help you. And once you understand that, you know that hypnosis, something where you can access your subconscious mind, and particularly with rapid transformational therapy, we use regression. So going back to memories and events that are all related to these things we've disowned within ourselves or selves or suppressed or created beliefs around. Once you understand that, you get to go into hypnosis see the things and notice, okay, so what is this part of me that I've disowned based on something that happened to me at three years old? So a three-year-old's mind, they're being, you know, punished or shamed for having an accident, soiling their underwear or something like that, which they're like, okay, well, I can't, I need to never make a mistake now. That's going to, I'm going to need to be a perfectionist. And if I can't be perfect, then I, I'm not worthy of being around. So they start forming the shadow part of themselves where any mistake creates this state in them, this anxiety. And that is their shadow. They've rejected them 
themselves being able to make mistakes, basically. And so in hypnosis, when you can look at this from your higher self's perspective, you get to decide, is that still something that is protecting me? Or am I now able to see that that doesn't need to be in my shadow anymore? I can completely own that it's okay to make mistakes. And even that my parents weren't trying to create whatever it was, this was just an event that happened that I took meaning from. So in hypnosis, you get this almost like twofold approach. What did happen? What meaning I took from it at that time? And then who am I today? And what meaning is now there for me? And you get to integrate. And that's how you reintegrate the shadow, that part of yourself you've been rejecting. Yeah. And that's such powerful work, especially being able to identify where it specifically came from and like what event. Because it's like, we kind of can like guess from our conscious mind, like, oh, I did some of that in high school and maybe some of that in elementary school, but versus like the actual pinpointed moment of when you picked it up. That's what I found just most eye-opening through RTT the first time we did it. And, you know, in terms of, in terms of like shadow and accepting our shadow, do you have any tips around kind of coming to terms with it? And, you know, I liked what you said before about like, you know, asking yourself in your adult mind, like, do I, do I still need this to protect me? Do you have any, you know, tools you use around shadow or anything else that you enjoy? I guess the number one thing is I've really kind of pieced together a lot of different bits of information from different sources and kind of I like to see where things connect because we're all operating off of the same basic set of information that's been around for forever. But we need new teachers to explain it to us so it resonates with us. So when I look at this idea of shadow and how to own it, how to be with it, the biggest and easiest thing people can do is start noticing where they're reacting in others, like what you're just judging in others is the thing that you're oftentimes have in your shadow. So that is the simplest way because then you get to say, oh, well, then this thing that I'm rejecting in them, this is actually just a lesson to allow me to, uh, you know, bring in that authentic part of myself by, by noticing, oh, well, if every time, you know, my kid does this thing, it makes me angry that they're not following directions. What is it in me that thinks I need to follow directions to a T in a black and white kind of way? That's like an example of it. And where can I start reintegrating that I don't maybe don't need to do that, or I can own that that's just a part of me. But how does my higher self want me to use that going forward in a unconditional love way instead of like a punitive punishing way? So that's number one would be start noticing where you're reacting in your life, because that is a clue to what you have in your shadow. And then in order to really own it is you have to let go of judgment. You have to surrender to the the idea and the knowledge that every single thing is actually a lesson for your good, which can be really hard to think about. It's a total reframe in some situations. And it's not sometimes when we say, oh, this person's treating me poorly. That's a lesson on me needing to, you know, accept people for who they are. That it's not a bypass. It's not like a magical, positive thinking thing. It's the idea of, is this person showing me that I need to strengthen my boundaries? You have to be kind of expansive with it. And, and, and you get a feel after a while when you start noticing these, these shadow parts of yourself, these judgments that you're placing on other people, then you'll just start noticing them in yourself. Anytime I'm not feeling content, is it because of some rejected element of myself that I'm not accepting? And how can I accept it right now? What can I do to know that it's perfectly okay for me to make mistakes or whatever the case may be? And then how do I do that from utter unconditional 
for myself and other people. And this is where it sometimes gets sticky for people because unconditional love doesn't mean just being nice. It also means responsibility. And we only have responsibility for ourselves. So where am I responsible for my own personal reaction in this situation gets you into that absolute release and integration of your shadow. So I kind of went around in a circle there. So do you have a question about anything that I said to kind of flesh that out any further, Kelly? No, that was so beautiful and eloquent. And I love what you said, you know, what you're judging in others is usually in your shadow and how like coming to terms with it and sitting with it and accepting it and, and owning your actions is, is such a part of that work, which I thought was so eye-opening, you know, to, to be really in that acceptance and, you know, acknowledge that, you know, you made those choices or you did that action or, or you think that way. I, I love that. And I think it's so interesting because it's so true. You know, what we, do judge in others is usually a part of ourselves that we, you know, there's something there in it for us, for us to see, which can be hard unless we're like yeah. open to the work. Cause it reminds me, I was at a dinner a couple months ago and it was one of those situations where like, I like did not want to be at the dinner. Um, I wasn't like, I, would, I don't really enjoy the energy of the other people. And I was just noticing, I was like, this is like a, such a negative conversation we were having. And I was asking my intuition, like, why am I here? Like, why am I not like leaving? Why did I not set a better boundary? Why did I not just cancel this invitation? And the answer that I got was, like, this is your shadow that you need to see. And it was like such a random answer. I was like, okay, this has my, int- my intuition because I don't, I would have never thought of this, but it's, it's so true. Like what we judge, there's, there's stuff in there for us to see in ourselves. So I love that you bring that up. Always. And I, you know, to add to that discussion, because sometimes if you've never done shadow work before and you're like, holy crap, you know, I'm seeing judgments everywhere. It can feel a bit overwhelming, but I have to, and, and it can maybe sometimes even turn people off of the process. But the key to this whole thing is the idea that pain, okay, everybody's trying to avoid pain. It's literally one of the rules of how our mind works. It's trying to keep us away from pain because pain in our minds, like primitive aspect is associated with death. But when you understand that going through pain avoids suffering, then you kind of see, so I can either face this go through it, address it and feel some discomfort knowing that I am basically saving myself from lifetime years, you know, of suffering, then the pain gets put in, put into perspective and you get to see, okay, I can own this pain. This pain is this moment in time and it will allow the suffering to basically cease to exist. That is like the surrendering to this work, to doing shadow work, to doing any work really to heal anything in yourself. Because we're honestly, every one of us is designed to live from a state of contentment or alignment. And anything that's keeping you from that is something that just needs to be healed either through addressing it through your shadow work or, you know, utter acceptance, loving kindness, unconditional love for yourself. Yeah. And I liked what you shared around sitting with it and navigating through it, you know, and, and kind of going through that pain. Otherwise the suffering just takes way too long and and really honoring that piece. I think that's such an important part of the process. And I, and you brought that up the other day when we were chatting um, in our session together about, you know, the pain can either be long or short or like the suffering can be long or short. And if you go through the pain and feel the pain, the suffering time gets 
shortened. Um, and I think that's so true and something that we forget. And it comes back to, you know, that sort of topic of, you know, feeling your feelings and sitting with it and allowing it and letting it be okay and acknowledging it and seeing it. I mean, you know, so much of when I started to do the shadow work is just being like comfortable acknowledging it and owning it and being like, yeah, that's there. And everybody else has a shadow. And that sort of that, that ownership and coming to terms with it as, as it just being a part of it. So I love that you bring that up. Yeah. Well, it's so funny with the shadow, shadow stuff is sometimes the shadow brings you to a place where it's like, here's your shadow. And you're like, what do I do? And sometimes there's nothing to do at that point. The, the thing to do is be like, well, for now, apparently this is just something I accept about myself, right? It's, I don't need to change it. I can just be snarky or whatever it is, knowing that eventually my higher self is calling me to something different. But sometimes in the moment, you're like, I guess this is what it is right now. Learning to accept it because it's through the acceptance that the actual allowing of the release comes through, which is, again, facing the pain, facing that there could be some rejection as you accept that authentic part of yourself. And that now that you're not a baby, you can, you know, drive for yourself. You can get a job. You can pay for your own housing and food. You don't actually have to fear rejection in the same primitive way you did as a kid, but your subconscious may be hanging on to. Hey there, it's me. I'm just swinging by really quickly to interrupt this amazing and divine episode. And I want to pause and ask you this one question. Are you feeling kind of stuck on your path to greatness? Do you feel like there's something out there that you desire, but you're kind of holding yourself back, you're not really going for it, and you're really not showing up for that life calling of yours? If so, I would love to introduce you to the mindset work. So what exactly is mindset? Well, it's where your mind is set. So this looks like your thoughts, your beliefs, and how you perceive the world to be. All you need is a couple of quick and simple tools to help you shift the way you think. This is the stuff that has truly transformed my life and has allowed me to soar to the highest level of achievement. Now, I want to teach you these exact skills. They're super easy. And I want to invite you to my free six-day video course called How to Master Your Mindset. So when you enroll, you're going to learn how to ace your inner critic and finally ditch that negative self-talk, how to deal with that fear of yours and really go for what you want, how to overcome those self-limiting beliefs that keep you small, stuck, and settling. You'll learn how to truly step into your personal power and worth and adopt the possibility mindset that allows you to just watch and witness your dreams unfold. So all you got to do to get access to this sweet, awesome, and free, yes, I said the magic word, free course is just kellytrack.com slash mindset. And the link is in the show notes. That's kellytrack.com slash mindset. All right, peeps. Now back to the show. I'd love to talk a little bit more as well about inner child work and that kind of relationship. So can you explain that sort of three-way dynamic relationship you shared with me on the phone the other day about the relationship between our inner child, our inner parent, and the adult self. You call it the adult self, correct? Is that... Yeah. Yeah. I'm the adult, the the adult that's inside of you. So again, in the in an effort of simplicity, because, you know, there's lots of work that will divide your ego into all sorts of different mindset states. But Elegance and simplicity says there are really three parts of you once you're a grown up or even, you know, once you've hit adolescence or teenage years. But we'll start from the beginning. You are born a whole authentic being. You are created, and I'll use the word by the universe, as everything that you need to be to come 
through this life and to do what you're supposed to do here for your purpose, to enjoy your life and have contentment. So that's your whole self. And we'll call that the child self. So as you come onto this planet and begin downloading this programming into your subconscious mind from the authority figures in your life, and you start coming into contact with shame, basically around who you are in this world, how you're acting, how you're interacting, who you are, part of you, that authentic self splits off and we'll call this the parent. It's like the inner parent. It starts taking on the characteristics of the authority figures you're downloading information from because now you need this inner parent to keep you from making the same mistakes over and over again that are making you feel as if you might get rejected or be unlovable, which is, of course, that's like death to a child because they need the people around them to love them in order to continue to feed them and care for them, right? That's just a primal instinct. So you have this parent part of you that breaks off from the, the child. This is the part of you that begins to tuck away your shadow. It's like, let's put that shame over here. We'll remember that so that I'll lock that little part of you, child, up so that you don't do that anymore. So that you don't throw a tantrum in a grocery store because you didn't get what you want, right? Instead of somebody loving you through understanding that, yeah, sometimes we have feelings and we have to, we, we feel those feelings, we might not get what we want in the moment, this part of you, when it's not shown an unconditional loving aspect of how a parent would parent a child, it starts to basically put parts of the child in prison. We'll, we'll say that. That sounds so scary. But, and that's how the shadow begins to develop. So, you know, you, you're coming up through this zero to seven time frame where your mind, you're basically living in hypnosis. You're in a trance, just downloading information into your subconscious. And the the child starts out and then the parent kind of breaks off to, to, to help you. It's trying to help you keep you loved. And then your logical mind starts to kind of come online more and more as you're getting older. You're interacting with more people. You're, in, you're learning things through education. You're able to kind of compare and contrast what you do and don't like in this world, what you agree with. You make your own values. And this is when your adult ego state starts to develop. And so this is like your higher self, your, this part of you that's like able to see all aspects. Oh yeah, you know, that happened, but here's a reason for that. Maybe is able to reframe things or use knowledge that you have and apply it to situations. But that adult ego state comes along after the parent and child have been interacting for a while. So when we go into hypnosis, we're really dealing with these three inner states. We're dealing with your inner child, your whole authentic self to reintegrate all of that back together by using the adult ego state to basically reparent the parent to be a loving a loving factor in your life instead of maybe shame or guilt-based or making it so you don't feel like you can feel your emotions. So anytime you're having a reaction, anytime you're experiencing discomfort or having thoughts, really, you can ask yourself, is this the child, the parent, or the adult that's having this moment right now? And when you can see that, it changes how you frame it and what how you think about what's happening. So if you have these kind of three states inside of you and you know that you you notice yourself like just really deep in your emotions, you're like, you know, you, you you're not able to process things. It's almost like you can't speak for these deep feelings. You're like, is this my inner child? Like what's going on? And what any loving parent tries to do when they have a child, are you hungry? Are you tired? Do you need to play? Do you need like connection? And once you can establish which of your states is acting out in your life at that point, you know how to help them. So 
does your parent need some more logical adult, new adult perspective to help them shape how they're interacting with the inner child? But really, as we come into hypnosis, we're integrating these three parts so that they're always all working kind of in concert and together. And that's when people have this after an RTT session, you know, at the point of follow-up, people are like, I just feel different. I feel more like myself. And that's this integration, this wholeness coming back into being as the shadow is integrated, as we're accepting all parts of ourselves. And then we're, we're really able to basically be, have amazing self-esteem in who we are as a human in this life, as we integrate these parts. Yeah, that is so amazing. You're such an eloquent speaker, Christy. You're like, you explain everything so clearly. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the best ever. It's like the Coles notes of like, this is exactly what everything means. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Um, and yeah, you know, inner child's work, like I've heard about inner child work. I kind of like understood it, but I feel like after your explanation, like I really get it. And I love what you said and shared around asking yourself in the present moment, which state is doing this, the inner child, the inner parent, or that like adult, like the adult ego self, because that's so clear and telling, you know, you can clearly tell who's saying what, you know, is it the inner child? Is it that inner parent? Like those voices are so distinct and clear. And that adult ego self is so distinct and clear. And I love that way of looking at things in the moment when they come up, because it's obvious kind of like who said what. So that was a great tip. Thank you. You're welcome. And then do you have any other tips on like honoring the inner child, acknowledging the inner child? You know, a lot of us are not really in touch with the inner child or like the inner parent is very harsh on the inner child. So this is actually the basis of a lot of what I've been um, studying lately is, is the inner child. What does the inner child need? What is it that, how do we better parent it? How do we become the most loving parent to that inner child, that whole self that we could ever be? Because to be perfectly honest, the only person who is ever going to be the exact parent we need is the one inside of us. Because we always are the ones that know what we need in the moment. And as this adult part of us comes online, we are able to give that to ourselves. So I'm going to connect in something here that I think it's important for people to understand. So this inner child work and learning about it and the reason that a lot of us are like, well, how do I even love and, and understand what my inner child needs? We have to understand that a lot of the problems are created that create shame in us come from a state of codependence, which is, you know, a psychology term. It's this, it's used a lot with substance abuse, but I would say 95% of people raised in North American homes, which are kind of the ones I have the most experience with are living in some state of codependent behavior. And when you're codependent, you're expecting somebody else to fulfill your own needs, right? You're trying to enmesh with them. Like if they're just happy enough, then I'll be happy. But when we are looking at how do we really support the inner child, it's knowing that everything that you need, you already have, but you need to tap into yourself. Again, it's simple. So to support your inner child is to first know it exists and to know it is the most authentic part of yourself. And all it's looking for is acceptance, and unconditional love. That's all it wants at any time. And your inner child mostly wants you to connect with it, to play, to acknowledge it, those kind of things. So as we're doing this work, as we're really saying, okay, what is my inner child needs? How do I be that for it? You ask it. 
you ask yourself, what do I need in this moment? And not from your, what should I be doing in this moment self, but from the, what do I need right now? And sometimes we're scared to ask that because we're a little worried about what the response is going to be. But let me tell you, it is almost always so simple. You need to stand up, get your shoulders down, go watch a funny cat video on YouTube that'll make you laugh. You need to giggle. You need to hug somebody. Like it doesn't need much, but this is the work of owning and parenting your inner child is listening to it because that's what real children need. They need somebody to listen to them and they also need somebody to set boundaries for them. So that's when you know what their needs are, you're able to set boundaries. Oh, this child needs quiet now. Okay, well, let's give them some space then. Or this child needs to be told that we can play after we do this work. This is the idea of parenting your inner child and doing this, this work for yourself. So really, they just want to feel safe, connected and loved. So whatever it is in that moment that you need to do to feel safe, connected and loved, that's what you do for yourself when you're feeling away from contentment when you're discontent. Yeah, that's such a great tip. And I so resonate with what you shared. You know, when we ask the inner child, sometimes we are afraid to ask, but usually the answer is so simple. It's like rest, go for a walk, get some water, stand up, go to the bathroom. Like it's not like this complex thing. It's just usually something that the inner parent is denying or the inner parent's like, we need to be on track. We've got to get this done. You know, that kind of dialogue and narrative. And what the inner child wants is usually something really simple and easy and, and not something that's scary to ask. So I, I love that. And if you feel like your inner child is like, especially needy, it probably needs you to go play. Like it's, it's probably giving you, it's like, oh, I need a break now. I need a break now. Because maybe you're not experiencing enough play and fun in your life. Because I would say there's a lot of adults that just aren't out there doing things that they just enjoy from time to time because they, sh because they want to. So if your inner child feels a bit needy, it needs that loving, fun connection of play. And whatever way that shows up in your life, you should be actively incorporating that in to continue to support your inner child's needs. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. I think we can all resonate with times when our inner child has been needy with us and we have kind of just sort of ignored it or suppressed it. And yeah, that play being the sort of the antidote to that and the, the solution I think is, is such a key thing. And I feel like, I mean, that so resonates with me. I'm sure it resonates with so many other listeners because it's, you know, following those societal norms that we're so ingrained in and so good at that we, we forget that our inner child, you know, wants to kind of go run around and have fun in the sun. So yeah, I love that you bring that up. Yeah. And she might just want to have a dance party to like a really amazing Lizzo song. She's like, totally. let's just put that on and like, <laughs> and let's own all of it. Yes. I'm like, you're speaking right to me. I'm like, is she talking to me? She probably is. This is all for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to, you know, wrap up with this episode with doing a little mini hypnosis um, and um, just like a calming hypnosis that we can enjoy. If you're driving, this is not for you. Unfortunately, it's not safe. So you can come put it on pause and listen to it later. But I would love if you could lead us through a little guided hypnosis experience for the next couple of minutes, Christy. 
Absolutely. So this is not RTT, but this is hypnosis. And like Kelly said, if you're driving, even if you're walking, if you're operating a heavy machine, you should pause this until you're able to sit or lay down to do this. So if everyone can just take a couple of calming breaths, we're just going to center ourselves and then we're going to get started. And the way we're going to start this is I want you to just listen to my voice and follow the prompts and directions that I give you. So start off by rolling your eyes up as if you're trying to look into your own eyebrows. And you can just fix your eyes on a real or imagined spot overhead or looking into your eyebrows. And just take a few seconds to breathe in and breathe out. And keeping your eyeballs up each time you blink, that's just deep, healing, relaxing hypnosis coming upon you. And you can take another deep breath in and let it out. And just one final time, keeping your eyeballs up. As you exhale, you can just keep your eyeballs up and close your eyelids right down, all the way down. That's right. And as your eyelids shut down, the muscles and nerves in and around your eyes are becoming heavy, droopy, drowsy. Your eyelids are starting to feel as if they've been glued shut, sealed shut, locked tight. So just forget all about your eyes and allow a drifting, floating feeling to begin developing in your body. And you can just very gently drop your chin down just a fraction to give yourself that looking down feeling or sensation that you get when you look over a balcony or down a flight of five steps descending. And in just a moment, as I count you down from five to one, you're just going to see your feet, hear your feet and feel your feet treading each and every step as you just go deeper. So right now you're moving on to step five as each muscle, every nerve turns loose, lets loose, and you go deeper. You're taking step four and you can see your feet. You can feel your feet. You can hear your feet taking each step as you go deeper and deeper into that internal awareness. You're moving on to step three. You're halfway down, go deeper. You're taking step two and every sound, every noise, every heartbeat, every movement around you is flowing right through you, carrying you further, deeper, way, way deeper into hypnosis. And you're taking step one, just go deeper. And as you go deeper, you are listening with your subconscious mind. You know that you are incredibly suggestible, which is such a good thing. You know that understanding is power and understanding and hypnosis is the most liberating, transforming power. So let a sense of peace move throughout your body now in whatever way it wants to, moving through your mind. You're not caring about where you've been or where you'll be right now, just being attentive to this place. 
As you sink deeper in your chair, in your bed, listening to the pleasant sound, consciously you don't have to hear the words I'm saying. Let your thinking process become so quiet and your exhales relax you even more and more and let the sound of my voice just take you even deeper still, helping you to feel so very comfortable and peaceful. Allow your body and your mind to relax completely. When you're this relaxed, you're able to quiet your thoughts and go into that place deep within you. This special place is the core of your very being, your higher self, your center, your essence, your inner child. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's there, that authentic you, it resides. In this core of your being, you can find comfort. Deep within you is that sense of peace and confirmation. That encouragement of who you really are. No one else can create this peace in your life for you. This authentic, deep, powerful peace comes from within. In the center of yourself, you can find safety and trustfulness. Here resides this deep security, this sureness, this sense of eternal protection. No one else can provide that for you. You provide that to yourself and that is wonderful. That thrills you and elates you to know that within you, your authentic self is trustworthy and complete. From your innermost knowing, from your innermost being, you can draw on confidence. Your own spirit, your authentic self provides the ability to be yourself, to love yourself because you are enough. You are whole. And knowing that, experiencing that. Just take a moment now knowing that everything about that, you can trust in that feeling of peace, of connection, that feeling of safety and security that lives and dwells within each of us. And with this feeling, knowing that you carry this within you at all times, you can come back to this feeling whenever you need it by simply closing your eyes and going inside and tapping in. So just stay in that feeling, feeling happy, peaceful, absolutely confident, feeling positive and relaxed. And now as I count you forward to your full awareness with every number that I count, you will become more aware of your surroundings, bringing that feeling of contentment, of peace, of happiness back to the room, 
On the count of one, you're becoming more aware of your body, feeling your fingers and your toes. On the count of two, you're aware of the room and the sounds around you. On the counts of three and four, you're taking a deep breath in. And on the count of five, just open your eyes, feeling wonderful, feeling amazing, feeling free. Fill up your lungs and come back to your full awareness right now. Welcome back. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm so relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that feels so good, man. It does. Going inside like that, really tapping in is such a peaceful place. Oh yeah. I'm excited to listen to that one back. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Your voice is like perfect for this stuff too, Christy. I don't know if you get that compliment a lot, but it so is. You've got like the perfect hypnosis, RTT, calming, a peaceful voice. It's it's like you were born to do this work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. I hope you listeners really enjoy that. Or if you can't enjoy it right now because you're busy, I, I hope you can enjoy it like later today. I feel like this would be such a nice thing at like an end of evening routine before you go to bed, like something to lay in bed, you know, put on some nice essential oils and like, listen to this. I think I would go to sleep like a baby right after. Yeah. And when you've listened to something like this, you know, several times, you can create that same inner calming, peaceful effect for yourself anytime you want by basically following the same steps and then giving yourself your allowing your guidance to take you to whatever personal affirmations you need or that knowing inside yourself and just allowing that peace and contentment to come forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Being able to like access that spot and then like going, going back to it is so powerful. And yeah, I really appreciate you doing the mini session because I wanted to, you know, give the listeners a little taste for those who haven't experienced like the true magic and serenity of hypnosis and how good it feels. It's amazing. And it's nothing like what, you know, media can make it out to be. Um, so thank you for sharing that. That was like such a gift. I love that. That was a highlight of my day so far. You're welcome. It was fun. Yeah. So just as a little wrap up and some final closing Q and a, um, and then I'll, I'll let you go here. So for us, you know, teachers and coaches and healers and therapists, we're always on the personal journey. So what's something that you're working through right now? Yeah. So I turned 40 this year, which is fabulous. Actually, I'm loving it. It's my favorite age so far. And as I came into this year, I was very intentional of assessing kind of like, hey, this is a a milestone age. And I really tapped into that. My body was telling me, you need to make sure you're taking care of your physical vessel. So what I'm really focused on right now is just making sure I am moving and, and, and exercising my body. That's where I'm at, which also is a mindset piece for me. So luckily I have all these tools that I use to make sure I'm in the mental space to actually do the work to keep my body healthy and happy and functioning for many, many decades to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's such a key thing. I feel like it's always like, you know, every, I feel like every time I hit a birthday, even, even if it's not like a big milestone birthday or like a new chapter, but even just any birthday, I'm always like, what's sort of this theme or what, what do I need to learn this year? Or like what's coming up for me? That's one of my favorite, like birthday reflection things. And when was, did you just have your birthday recently? The, when you- no, no. I, so fun fact about me, I share the same birthday as Oprah Winfrey. Oh, 
interesting. Which I tell everybody. Um, yeah. So my birthday is in January. It's the 29th of January. Send your cards to my email address. <laughs> um, she is also a generator in case you're wondering what her human design is. Not that I'm stalking her, but I access my inner Oprah Winfrey, like uh, journalist. What is it that you're needing this year? Like, tell me something about yourself at my birthday. Like I kind of channel her and that's, that's how I do that same thing that you're saying is like, what do I need this year? What is it? What's my word? I'm lucky to have a beginning of the year birthday. So it kind of coincides with the newness of that season as well. But it is, I don't, I love birthdays. I'm the person that makes sure everybody knows when it is like I will, my inner child needs to be acknowledged on my birthday. And so I am able to meet those expectations by making sure no one forgets when it is or I that, love that Oprah and I share it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I turned 40 in January and I was looking forward to it and I celebrated it. And my body said, make sure you're working me out, girl, because if we don't, we're going to get aches and pains that you don't want to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I love those. And I love that you take the time to like acknowledge your birthday and celebrate your birthday because some people are like quiet about their birthday or don't like to celebrate it. And I love birthdays. I think birthdays are fun. I'm always like, let's celebrate your birthday. So I love that you're one of those kinds of people. Yeah. Well, cake. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. And your salted, uh, was it salted caramel ice cream? Yes. Yes. Bring on all of that. Um, and to wrap up, where can the listeners find you online? Say hi. How can people book a consult call with you? I'm sure there's going to be people that are interested, want to learn more about what you have to offer and how they can work with you. Yeah, absolutely. The the best way to get in touch with me is actually to book a free consultation. I love to talk to people about whether RTT or emotional resolution is something that could help them with whatever they're working through. And you can do that on my website, Christy Bartelt, um, B-A-R-T-E-L-T.com. I'm also on Instagram under Christy Bartelt as well. And then on Facebook. And those are my two favorite social media platforms. All the Although I do indulge in some um, some Twitter deep dives from time to time just to laugh at what's happening over there. <laughs> totally. I will put all the links in the show notes for people so they can get connected with you. And thank you so much for coming on the show, Christy. This was such a pleasure to chat with you and connect. I love this episode. I feel like I learned so much about shadow, shame, the subconscious mind and the inner child. Um, and I loved it personally. I was like, this is I really, really enjoyed listening to you. I feel like I learned so much in this conversation just alone that hasn't been clearly articulated to me from like other sources. So I feel like I've really put my own puzzle pieces together of my understanding of things. So thank you for that. And thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Kelly, I just adore you. It was so fun. Oh, well, thank you. All right, my friends. And there you have it. That is the episode today with Christy Bartelt. I so hope you enjoyed it. If you loved it, take a second to take a screenshot of it, upload it to your Instagram stories, leave a rating and review for the show on Apple iTunes. I would so appreciate that. Thank you to all of you that do share the show on your stories and have left a rating and review. Plus, I also want to say this. Take a second to subscribe to the show. Episodes are going to come out more infrequently as I am going on a personal sabbatical until the end of the year. And I'm going to be ramping up for 2020. I have some new things I want to create. So I'm taking some time off. Um, so you won't get any more episodes from me. And make sure you're subscribed so that if something comes out or I do a really cool one-off session that you know and that you're 
you're on the loop and you're connected. So I so appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening. And thank you as well to my podcast production team, Riley, Dan, and Jenna. You three are so amazing. Thank you so much. I don't think I could do this show without you guys. You guys are amazing. So have an incredible day, everybody. And I'll catch you back here soon. All right. And all the love. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon. Thank you.